This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. One of the fundamental questions that divide the right and left today all over the world is the question of agency. Are we in control of our lives or are our lives playing out some deterministic script? Are we non-playing characters in a reality-sized computer game? More than 200 episodes ago, we hosted Dr. Yaron Brook, chairman of the board of the Ayn Rand Institute on the podcast. One of the central tenets of Ayn Rand's philosophy of objectivism is that we are not NPCs in some video game. Well, not quite in those words. Rather, Rand claimed that it is our moral duty to selfishly pursue our own happiness. And at the basis of that claim is the idea that the individual rests at the center, and he or she or they are capable of shaping their own lives. Today, we are joined by another student of philosophy, another Ayn Rand fanboy, another man who also believes that we're all selfish, self-centered, joy-seeking bastards, and good on us for that. Natan Galulazar is a father of two, content creator, objectivist, musician several days a year, and public relations manager of an Israeli high-tech firm. We are super thrilled to be joined by Natan today, who previously we only knew on Twitter, to talk about objectivism, the Israeli right, abortion, and any other random topic that comes up, because why not? Yes, very thrilled to be here. Thank you so much, man. So how are you? Like I said, I'm thrilled. Uh, it's good to meet uh, the faces behind right. the uh, the avatars. Yeah, we were talking on the way up how you rarely meet anybody on Twitter. Yeah. Right? Like Facebook the, is for people you know and you meet occasionally. Twitter, it's like... In the early days of Israeli Twitter, you had tweet up, tweet meetings, like tweet ups. Tweet ups? Uh, yeah, they call it tweet ups really? uh, where people, yeah, hanged. Um, but I wasn't there to experience <laughs> yeah. I don't it. think anybody was there. <laughs> no. That's why they discontinued them. Yeah. So it remains. Nobody ever meets uh, yeah. on Twitter except for us. It's like a yeah. rule. Maybe it'll re- change revolutionizing now. the. Maybe now Elon Musk will change it. Yeah. Yeah. The effects of Elon Musk's. So Elon Musk. where do we start? Um, how about <clears throat> killing unborn babies? Ooh. <laughs> That's always a nice conversation starter. <laughs> I like to bring it up at cocktail parties. <laughs> That's re- where you really want to start? Yeah, why yeah. not? Why not? We we it it, over it recently came up and we discussed it kind of on Twitter. Like there was right, like a back right. and forth. And I know this is actually one place we, like I think a lot of the things that we could discuss, we would probably yeah, we agree on 80% on. of the... We agree on a lot of things probably, like the individual's <laughs> right to liberty and individualism right. and the fact that we should all be pursuing our own goals and government non-interventional... It's very warm and, and soothing stuff. in the echo chamber. Yeah, exactly. So I thought, you know, let's start with something no, we don't... It's, it's a hot topic right now and for good reasons. Um, yeah, sure, uh, let's delve right into it. Um, I was actually surprised <clears throat> to find out that Ayn Rand and objectivism actually supports uh the idea that uh a baby or or a fetus can be terminated all the way up until the moment it's born meaning it's not life until the moment of birth i don't want to go too much into what ayn rand said because i didn't actually she has um a few articles Mm. on the subject and i think 
I think in one article she says that, you know, it's the essential issue is the first trimester. So up until the third, uh, the first trimester, uh, you know, abortions should be legal. And then you can kind of debate after that what happens. But then I, I read somewhere that she, in, a, in a later article, she, she says that it should be up to, you know, until birth. <clears throat> so um, I, I personally agree with what she says, that the, the essential issue lies in, th- in the first trimester, because then you kind of separate the whole you know the, the intrinsic i mean does does human life have an intrinsic value like does it matter that human beings exist like is it important for the human race to, to you know to continue or do you look at it as the objectivism you know philosophy uh holds the, the, the objective standard of their uh, values are objective so what it means that it, it the the value is not intrinsic in itself okay values are values to someone so it matters to me that the human race exists like i want us to you know exist tomorrow at least when i'm alive but when i'm dead like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um now i, under, I understand why it could you could kind of get confused and think oh you know this is kind of isn't that nihilism like you know that nothing matters but no object i mean objective values means that you find a relationship that's true to your life between what you want i mean be, between you and the value that you're valuing um so so basically in the first trimester what what Ayn Rand says and you know i agree with her is that we're talking about a a clump of uh, of cells i mean this is not a human being in any any you know f- form so i think anyone who says that it is 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 kind of he's pulling the, the 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 mystical intrinsic kind of view of, of humanity like oh you know there's a soul from the beginning and and uh there are also other motivations uh religious motivations that that are kind of anti-life and anti-sex uh you know, they, they would not want you to use even uh, con- contraception. Um, but, you know, I think if we can get past this first trimester issue, then the later trimesters, we can have a constructive mm-hmm. debate that would be a little bit more technical and it can be fiery and, you know, we can get kind of upset about it, but it, it won't be as... Um, Emotional, yeah, emotional and insane, like like, irrational, right? And irrational, like the debate is in the states. I think, I think anyone, many people can agree that you know, up until the 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 second trimester, it's really not a human being. I mean, it's just, it's uh, I think in in. I think it's called an embryo, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then you know I, I don't remember exactly when it becomes a fetus, but but I think I mean there's certainly people that would. I might be one of them. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not sure yet. But uh, <laughs> but I think this is also part of the issue is that it's when discussing these things, which are very philosophical uh, uh, debates, it's hard to to compromise, right? Because it's hard to compromise ration rash like your 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 rationale it's hard to compromise on logic like once you 
believe something or think something, then it's hard to, for example, like sometimes I say, you know what? Okay. Let's see that because whenever you bring up abortion, a lot of the times on the left, the counter argument is what about incestual rape, right? They immediately go to the most extreme example. Mm -hmm. What if a brother rapes a sister and it results in a pregnancy? Can you then abort the baby? And we spoke about this, that like less than a percent of uh, abortions Abortions in the the States States are done because of rape and I'm sure of tiny percentage of those are incestual rape so obviously it's not that, but i'd say how many also abort after the you know third trimester yeah usually those are probably uh, I mean, aborted very early on so i'd say i'd say i always say like okay let's say we concede that right we can uh, concede that uh, that argument and say okay you know what in the cases of incestual rape those would be allowed to be aborted can we now talk about the rest of the cases but even in that case yeah. as someone who believes like if the conservative argument is life begins at conception then it's not that life that baby's quote-unquote that baby's fault that his mother was his his brother was his father was his mother's brother and raped her in order to create him he's alive or she's alive so you shouldn't be able to kill it no of course i agree if if you think that you know from conception whatever you know it is you think it's actual life then yeah, you would be very emotional and you'd think that that's murder. I mean, I, I you know, before I became an objectivist, I was kind of flirting with uh, religion. And uh, so I, I was on that position. Um, but yes, but I think we should move towards a rational discussion, towards a rational uh, observation of the facts of reality. And uh, I, you know, I haven't seen any rational case to suggest that that it is an actual human life in the first trimester, like in the beginning, after conception. I mean, where where is that argument? What, that, that it's a life? Yeah. Because I think the question is, where does the life begin? Like, okay, does it begin at the first breath? Because then you can take it back kind <clears throat> of... Uh, um, it's kind of like Xenox's paradox, right? Where like you keep taking half of the distance and you never close the distance. So it's like, it's similar in the sense that if you say it's at the moment they take their first breath and technically the baby could come out, not have breathed yet, and you could cut its head off and that would be fine abortion. Or if it's not, it's the second the head exits the, the, you know, vaginal, uh, whatever, right? Then, then if the head isn't all the way out, then you can abort it and you could take it a second back each way and say, where does life begin? But on the other hand, if life begins from conception, why do you implement only the right to live? What about other rights for the fetus? Like? I don't know. It has more rights, maybe. Like, why why only one right? Like affordable cottage cheese. Like uh, voting. (laughs) No, but yeah, it's true. Like, why... I mean, no, even even <laughs> children. Yeah, let, let, let the mother to vote. vote twice. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, but but it make it, it is a good point because okay. because you don't give so okay so make make, make lemonade out of so, Noah's lemons. <laughs> no, but I mean, think about it because uh, an infant does not enjoy full rights like a like a grown adult, right? I mean, uh-huh. they they, they yeah, don't no, absolutely. They can't just do whatever they want, right? They are. I mean, legally, the parents are responsible uh, for many of their children's uh, actions. So, 
So yeah, this is a very fundamental philosophical issue where you have to kind of, first you have to define what rights mean, what, what are they in a social context, like what are rights, why do we have rights, where do they come from? Um, then you have to think about life. What is the definition of life? And the right yeah. to life. Is the right to life, <laughs> do you see it as, I ask both of you, do you see it as something that the state gives you or that the constitution, constitution gives you or that God gives you or you give yourself? Well, I think first it's important <laughs> to define what, what is life and then maybe yeah. you can define who, who gives the right to life. So how would you define um, what life is and where I thought about actually starting from rights because okay I, Rand has a good definition for life but I forget it um, I don't think I can just get it from the top of my head um, it, it's ba- life is basically um, I'll look it up while you tell it while yeah, you talk so about rights if, if you type Ayn Rand life on Google you should find the definition okay. um, so so rights derive from the facts of reality it's not given and it's not created. It's just something that we discover as human beings. Um, facts about about human life that, like, what are our necessities? What do we need in order? What does man need in order to survive to survive in a social context? So, if you, <clears throat> sorry, if you live alone in an island, there's no need for rights because no one can, you know. Uh, yeah. use coercion against you. So you wouldn't need rights. Yeah. Tigers w- wouldn't exactly. you can't, you cannot, respect your... <laughs> exactly. You cannot reason with, <laughs> with tigers. Hold uh, up, man. Hold up. And, and there's yeah. there's a clue there about, about the necessity of rights. So rights derive from man's um, essential characteristic, which is uh, he's a rational animal. Okay, that's the definition uh, Aristotle gave to man. But life existed for <laughs> millennia without rights. So it's not a, a given, if, like you can survive as a society without rights. Well, would you say that to a person who was, uh, you know, an a- who was butchered with an ax uh, because his, I don't know, his neighbor no, uh, of course not. But but so but you're, you know when I'm you saying. say we're surviving as a, co- a collective, maybe yeah, as a human yeah. race. But you, as a, an individual entity, if you want to live the best life you can live, you need to ask. Well, what do I need? Like, so so first of all, your essential characteristic. I mean, your your tool of survival is your mind. Okay, it's reason. We have our our reason to understand, to comprehend the world, and then we can use it uh, for product productive uh, capabilities and with that we can survive and what's the enemy of reason it's force okay if someone you know puts a gun to my head I can't use my reason I thought it's emotion (laughs) but is that no it's not isn't it emotion the enemy of reason well uh, uh, no that's because emotion emotion is more complicated because emotion is you need emotion emotion mm-hmm. is not something that we don't need the the the, the trick is to or the, the the complicated part is to synchronize emotion to your to rational values and then your emotions will indicate good things so you know if you see a tiger you should be scared like you should be motivated to be scared 
but if you find out that it's just a paper tiger, like it's it's just a an illusion or something, so okay, so now I I know that I didn't need to be scared, but emotions are important, uh, a motivation tool, but they can also be destructive. It depends on your ideas and uh, so you say that violence is but the... violence is something that you don't control. It's out of your control. It's like just someone else just you know decides arbitrarily to use force against you and there's nothing you can do about it you, you can't reason with them you can't say okay well we have a dispute let's talk about it let's use our minds and see you know who's actually right no he just says okay no i'm just going to punch you in the face so force is the fundamental enemy of reason um and that's why we need rights we need rights so we can extract force out of society and live as civilized human beings deal with, with each other uh, using reason, using our rational minds. But it's not necessarily <clears throat> unique to humans as rational beings, to the whole concept of rights. I mean, maybe the level of like individual rights is, is um, unique to human beings, but there's uh, this group of monkeys, Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris talk about this at okay. one point. You know what I'm talking about? There's no. this group, of, there's this type of monkeys that have, they talk about it in the context of power hierarchies. And they say that if the alpha monkey is like of a certain level of brutality and he, you know, uh, kills other monkeys without justified reason, or he just kind of is brutal and barbaric, or I think it was actually, no, that he doesn't share food like uh, equally that he doesn't give the food out and he hogs all the food to himself and he doesn't feed all the other monkeys and he's not a fair king then two of the strongest monkeys in the pact will team up and tear him to bits and actually like eat him which is crazy so it kind of seems like within that species they do have a concept of rights like we have a right to food and if you don't as the king monkey give us our food we will well that's you get what i'm saying no that's not how i think about reason um i mean animals may be very intelligent and they may even have free will in a very kind of limited context but they don't have reason as they, they don't have the faculty of, of of reason like like human beings do we have the ability to conceptualize our perceptions so we can think abstractly about about the world that's something that animals cannot do. And express those thoughts. Yes, but, um, I mean, a monkey would not understand what rights are. He wouldn't, he, he can't even, like, he can't even conceptualize the concept of a banana. All right? I mean, he knows what a banana is, like, from a, just the perceptual, uh, at the perceptual level. But he can't understand that, oh, they're, you know, he just can't take all the bananas and put them in a single unit and then have the concept banana, which applies, which applies to all bananas in the world that he knows and doesn't even. Or at least know. we don't have proof that he can do it. Well, to the very least. I, I mean, I don't see how animals have that capability. Otherwise, uh, we'd see them do what men do. Mm -hmm. We would see them build rockets and. Uh, no, bridges. it's to a very limited uh, extent, but he has the ability to recognize a banana. Yeah, he can recognize... Meaning, because he keeps eating bananas, so, and no banana is the same banana. For sure, so he can he recognize can, a banana, right? but he cannot con conceptualize it. He cannot have concepts in his mind. Um, have you ever asked a monkey? I cannot, because he, you know, he, he cannot conceptualize, <laughs> and that's why he doesn't have language. Um, 
okay, you know, okay. which is, I mean, language really, you know, I see many people say that it's, it's so we can communicate with, with each other, but no, language is so we can actually, it's a, it's a tool of knowledge for us, mm-hmm. for me. Like, I speak language so I can understand the world. That's why I have concepts. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, it's a table, cup, uh, microphone that helps me understand what I'm seeing in front of me. Um, so where were we? So, so yeah, we were we were ta- we were talking about, about the where in, life begins and in Ryan's uh, definition of life. Did you find anything? Yeah, I did. I did. I think I did. Tell me if this is life is a process of self-sustaining and self-generated action. If an organism fails in that action, it dies. Its chemical elements remain, but its life goes out of existence. It is only the concept of life quote unquote that makes the concept of value quote unquote possible it is only to a living entity that things can be good or evil right well the first line is what's important for for read it again the first line life is a process of self-sustaining and self-generated action yes so life but babies are not self-sustained what she means when she says that is that your own body can sustain itself so Mm. So this is why it's so important, the, the, the moment of birth, because that's where when the fetus is separated from his mother and then his body is not dependent on her body anymore. So we're talking about two separate individual beings. And remember, rights can only apply to individuals. They cannot apply to, to like two beings at once. But even after the baby is born, it's basically dependent on the mother. On but any mother, it's dependent it, it on, on, on other yeah. someone. But it depends, and it can be born prematurely. And but we be need to be careful with the word "dependence" because it can mean different things in different contexts. So, when it's inside the womb, then the dependency is on the body, and then when it's outside the womb, it depends on on action. So even the baby, I mean, think about it. He has certain actions that he needs to take in order to sur- to survive. He needs to, you know, suck on the on the nipple and breastfeed uh he needs to be able to to you know open his eyes and look and, and they you it. shouldn't assign gender to the uh, baby okay <laughs> uh i didn't know we we're that kind of show uh we're not that kind of show so so um his dependency becomes different and you know you can say that look today we're dependent on um i don't know on free trade we're dependent on you know the internet so this show will go up does that mean we're not independent entities on ourselves? Does it mean we're not no, but doing, he, but, but you know, it, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, Obama's like, you didn't build that, you know? Yeah. It's like, you're not. So, so when you, when we talk about dependency, it, it can mean different things in different contexts. So when she talks about self-sustained action, she means that the, the entity itself, the living organism uh, is responsible for his own actions like he has this energy that he can sustain himself and act on his own it doesn't mean that he can survive on his own but he can he can act and that action uh helps him to to survive but but makes but, sense man yeah I'm but sorry but the but you can you can uh take a fetus outside of the womb prematurely and it so, will survive. Okay, so th- this is where the, the discussion becomes more technical. And um, we can argue from the viability perspective that once it can survive outside the, the wound, the womb, we can refer to it as 
like it's already an independent being because it technically it can survive. So I, I think this is a legitimate debate where we can kind of think about how we draw, where we draw the line. Is it viability, which is, I think it's like the 24 week. Um, but that's only because of technology. No, I think 24 weeks is the natural no, but I mean, come on, a, a baby well, born at 20, a, you, you get what I'm saying though? A baby extracted from the womb at 24 weeks. No, it won't survive without technology. No, four centuries ago would have been dead 100% of the time, right? Yeah. And oh. and so I'm saying in, in 200 years, we might find that viability will happen at week one. Maybe, okay. maybe we'll grow, be able to... You, you can grow them outside of like right. in a, well, an artificial womb. No, when I, so, okay, so when I'm talking about, that, that's a good point. When I'm talking about viability, I mean natural ability because we can't just say technology um because then you know like you said it can be i don't know from moment but, that, of but it does then, bring in an interesting factor into the debate but, right? but by the way that's why i'm not pro viability i'm actually pro birth because i think that's the most consistent and there are no um not even birth it's cut the cut the cutting <clears throat> So I, the, I thought about that too. The cutting of the uh, what is it? Called? How do you call it? Cord. Umbilical cord. Umbilical. Yeah. Umbilical. Umbilical. I can't pronounce it. You pronounce it for me. Um, so we have I, to come up with like a sign though, so that whenever you want to say it, you do like. <laughs> yeah. So I think once you know, w- once the birth starts, like that's it. Like you, you can't go back from there. And the 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 thing with the um, umbilical umbilical cord. Um, I don't think I don't think uh, you know it. It doesn't cut itself. Like I think human beings, since time immemorial, had to mm-hmm. cut it. Mm-hmm. So, so this is just something that nature. So, so you can't put that. You no, know, I will because you can't just you know leave the baby with a. You could, because the the embryonic <laughs> sac comes out afterwards, and then that whole just like the part that's still attached to the baby rots away and falls oh, off. that's true. So the whole thing would just rot away and fall that's off. That's true. Probably. So why do they cut it right away? I don't Because you don't want it attached to a big old sack that's bloody and and disgusting, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you don't want that thing, like, to carry it around to home and then have to... I see. So I think um, it would. Because I think I talked with someone about it, and they, they said that, like, it's, it's not good for some health reason. Ah, uh, Maybe. I maybe. don't know. Maybe but, it's like not good. It probably isn't good to carry around a big rotting piece of flesh around <laughs> your house. Yeah. So yeah. maybe, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting question so what birth. they used to do. So birth so, but is, the, yeah. is the moment. Uh, I think it's birth. You know, you can make cases for the viability. But again, I think it's uh, the, the essential issue is, you know, if we could agree about the first trimester, then. But what is birth? Uh, well, birth is the birth. No, but like it comes I, out, you know. So the leg, the foot, the head, you know what I mean? No, but seriously, it's ve- it is it isn't it's kind of a tricky uh, cuz it's a it's a concept, right? You were speaking about concepts before. It's the the idea of birth is a concept, but really it's an amalgamate like it's a it's a No, birth is a process. A, it's not a one exactly. moment where you freeze. There's many many moments. I mean, luckily my wife had a really quick birth. It was about like 40 minutes i think she was in the in the in the wow. room giving birth it was really first, quick like an hour one. 40 minutes something wow. like that yeah but there are some women who are there you know eight hours 48 hours 48 I heard, hours I heard, yeah is it when the head starts coming out so, you know what i mean like what i think that 
when it's ready to come out, that's it. Like it's saying, I'm ready to leave. So when this. the water breaks, when the moment of I mean, look, you know, I, I I think this is highly technical, and I don't think this is the essence. Like this is not as essential. I I know that people like to use that as a kind of counter argument, but. You know, you could kind of use the same arguments for uh, conception. You know, like when is it? Like when the sperm leaves, or when? It, like, how do you even know when exactly the conception happens? Uh, so we can always play this game. Um, I'm sure that if we sat down and actually thought about all the technicalities of, of of birth, we could kind of you know come to an agreement about when that particular moment is. But like I said, the 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 essential part is to kind of realize, okay. When does life begin? How do we define life? Um, and also, uh, you know, I didn't talk about it before, but Rand makes this distinction between the potential and the actual, which is very important because if you equate the potential, if, if you refer to a potential as an actual, then, you know, you're just being dishonest or, you know, you're being malevolent or i don't know yeah but it's also kind of dishonest because it's not it's not the same as like when you you posted the acorn is not a tree right like the acorn you would equate to the sperm right i i agree but okay like i I agree that technically that wasn't the best analogy but I, i can't remember the other ones maybe the other ones were better like an egg is closer i guess yeah, people but, don't understand what you're talking there, about. It was a meme where the, there was a picture of an acorn and said this is not a tree, a picture of an egg and said this is not a chicken, and then a picture of an embryo or a fetus and said this there is was not also a baby. A, a blueprint of, of a house. Yeah, and a blueprint a house. of a house. Yeah. Look, I agree, but when you start building the house a, and the and the acorn aren't so good, but the egg kind of. But let's say you have equipped. all the all the um, you, you know the the uh, ingredients. Is that the right word of a house? All the yeah all materials. The materials. And you start building it. It is a potential. Yeah, but again, it's not. It's not because it's, it's not, not a here, house yet. It's not all of the ingredients. It's not like you have sperm and an egg in two hands, and you're like, "This is a baby." No, you Unless have you're the like, worst cook in the world. You have human life with potential, meaning with like that's not the potential for human life. Like you have human life. Like if you don't do anything, you'll have a human life in ninety today, thanks yeah, to but, technology, but in like ninety nine percent of cases. But but the. Uh, the the principle of understanding the difference between a potential and actual is is the same i mean and like i said before if you if you view human life as intrinsically valuable then we will have a difficult time in this uh debate because you'll say well you know potentially it's a human no it's like you know it's already valuable it's human like no it's not I mean, it, it it may be valuable to uh, you know to the the parents, but it's still not considered a human being, um, just from a rational perspective. And um, I I mean, why do we have rights? We have rights so we can survive, right? So the the decision about rights rights need to be pro life. They need it to to help us survive. And the the importance of having sex without you know worrying about the risk of getting pregnant or um knowing you have a plan b or c if something goes wrong basically yes and and it is important like that's 
you know, we should celebrate technology that enables us to do that because, you know, back in the day you got pregnant, that's it. Like, it doesn't matter your financial situation, your, you know, health situation, like you had to go through with it. So this kind of go- takes us so, back to the uh, point. Because that you, we need to, yeah. to remember that rights need to, to be like their purpose is to allow, to, to allow us, to permit us to survive. But, but I, I want to ask about, you, Aitan, but yeah. to you, it's because people, I think people like Ben Shapiro, they, they, their stance derives from religion. No. I think so. I no, think the so. truth is, no, Ben Shapiro, if you listen to him, he talked, no, no, no he, he doesn't. Come on. He liter- no, he, lit- he literally says that it, halachically mm-hmm. there are... Uh, there are there is a certain approach to abortion halakhically the view is that uh life starts at conception but there are uh certain rabbinic uh, uh permissions that allow abortion in certain cases and generally speaking i think it's up until 40 or 49 days like seven weeks i think but do you need to but have he, the permission of the rabbi in order to go yeah. through with it well you see yeah. so there you go so, so so but he believes that that from what i've heard recently from him in these contexts that uh life begins at conception yeah but he's what i'm saying no, but, but he, he, but, he, he, he takes it from, but why does he think he deduces that? it from a biological from a rational standpoint what is it which is and i get and this i mean is again and i'm not sure i agree with ben shapiro but uh but I don't find any more rationality in what you're saying. Meaning, the idea, again, because first of all, I think consistency isn't necessarily the best way to uh, derive when life. Just because there is a consistent point in time that we can say, okay, this is when life begins, it's it's not necessarily a good argument, right? To say there are other points, but like viability would have been the point I would chosen, but there's not, it's not consistent. It's hard to say when that is. So that, that isn't the point. I don't know if that's a, that's rational in my, in my eyes, but more than that, birth isn't really a moment. I can't, there's not really a moment of birth that I can say right now, the baby is, um, is born, but there's not a moment of anything. There is in a life. moment of conception. How, is there? How do you know? There, what do you like, mean? Is there when the the egg penetrates? But when the seed penetrates the egg? No, but right? that's what I'm saying. It There's begins, no the head goes first, and then the tail. <laughs> there is no intervention. So without intervention, Wait, there is conception. A, can you take a pill after? Uh... So that that's the debate, right? If if but, no, but you see, but then you you, you run into the same problems. No, but th- that's what I'm saying. Then you could say that no, you cannot take a pill because you cannot knowingly try to abort a life. Meaning you don't know when okay, so you don't know when conception has occurred, but you can't actively take a pill in order to potentially kill a conceived here. baby. So you see what you're saying here. You're saying that y- it's y- like saying you don't can know I so many carry things. a knife around and go like this and then you know just no, in that's case not the someone same thing. you don't even but, know no, I'm just saying in Israel, that would be a good get, defense strategy. But you get what I'm saying? Like it's it's you can't take the the state. No, but the, but the, the, the rational stance to take after you 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 believe that would be no. You can't take the pill because you don't know if you've conceived this pill, which is only purpose is to abort. But that's uh, not a rational standard. You can't you can't um, you, you can't say okay, you can't do something because you don't know. You, you, things need to be based on facts. 
on facts of reality. You no, can't I just can't, say I can't throw a stone off the top of the Eiffel Tower, right? Because there is the chance that I will kill someone down below. I'm just I'm not allowed to do it. It's a very risky thing. Right, a stone. There's no point for me to throw a, a huge stone off the top of the Eiffel Tower. I mean, there's no good reason, and the only thing that could happen from it is it'll land on someone's head and kill them. So it's like the same thing. I'm not allowed to swallow a pill that will only. The only thing. I mean, what if it's there's no conception? So why can't you take the pill? Because the only reason to take this pill. Okay, so again, then you get into like, then you get into intent, right? Which is also a, an issue in in murder cases. So yeah, if you can prove that if someone can say I took no, the pill the, because I, mean, I heard there's vitamin C in it, and they can prove in court that they took it because there was they were only trying to get the vitamin C out of fine. No, but, but do like, you understand what I'm saying? In usually, court, you won't be able to. Um, you get into cases of you, intent. You can't, but but okay, court. but you can't. You can't say that she murdered anyone because you don't even know if she was really concerned. No, but I'm just saying. Like, uh, there's the, no just saying. No, like, legally, you, legally could you need say, to base things You could on say facts. in the in the state of whatever Alabama, you are not allowed to sell, purchase, or consume pills, I, I, no, which purpose is to abort babies. I understand that you can't. But what would be the sentence? Would it be murder? It would. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it could be potentially. <laughs> you can't even prove it. So. No, it could it, it could be potentially murder. Uh, I'm not it? sure. I'm, I feel like in the Tom Cruise movie, right? <laughs> the the one when he predicts potential med- murders. Yeah, uh, the minority, minority report. report. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I look. I don't think. I don't think that's ra- rational. I don't think that's basing it on facts. And, and look, at the end of the day, the motivation here is just don't have sex without. Uh, con- contraption or, or contraceptive. Con- con- uh, yeah, see, I can't say these. No, things. but I agree. That's that's also a huge. I don't uh, understand the. Um, uh, I don't understand meaning the idea that we're supposed to just be able to have sex willy nilly without dealing with the consequences doesn't make. Like that's also not a good argument. But one of the arguments you made on Twitter, which I think is really it's not good, fair because wait, you're married. I wanna, you don't wanna. Wait, wait, us, wait a minute. But what, what do you mean? But again, let's say. You you know you had sex and for some reason you know they you even used you know you, you put on a condom and she still got pregnant. I mean that happens. Yeah. So because of that risk, your li- your entire life is going to change and it's going to be ruined. It's, oh, but that, that's crazy that it's going to be ruined. It, 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 no, it could the be idea ruined. that it's going to be ruined. Yeah, it you depends should what age when you, you do when it. you have sex. You should. And this no, takes there's us no to should. a whole discussion of enjoy, values. You should enjoy sex. No. You, should, you should spiritually enjoy <laughs> I mean, you it. Should enjoy you should enjoy sex. do it without any worry. But you should have sex as a responsible you should, adult. It, no, you shouldn't have no worries. Yeah, you, you should have no worries. And, and look, there that's are how, consequences. Like, that's how AIDS happened. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. There are consequences. I mean, having an abortion, you have to pay for it. It's not a, you know, it, it, it's not a, a fun process to go through. So th- those are the consequences. No, it shouldn't be I, I, yeah. the, the consequences of reality, not the consequences of arbitrarily, you know, saying that life is That's, but, an intrinsic value and and uh, that a clump of cells is actually a human being, and so you should be thrown to jail. I mean, that doesn't make any how, sense. So, so basically, the objectivist stance is that life has no objective, uh, uh, intrinsic value. Not intrinsic, no. Wow, it would be even a mistake to, you know, I thought. Like many people ask, well, what's the meaning of life? That, like, that's the wrong question. The wrong question is, what is the meaning of your life? Or what is the meaning you have made of your, for exactly? Your life? So yeah. that would be the objectivist take. 
it's not that life has a meaning it's what meaning but it's do you kind of, it kind of to me it goes back to the way you you talked about emotions and and rationality and you okay. try to synchronize your emotions with your rationality. I think there is something to be said of the fact that you try, you should try to synchronize the meaning of your life with the meaning that should be for life. And there is a should. There is an intrinsic value and an intrinsic morality to life. Okay, so here's where we defer, and that's why we can't agree on abortion so it, it really is it really does come down to uh fundamentals and you know what do we think about the universe metaphysics and, and all of that um yeah Expl elaborate the well, difference the, between you and it just opened up uh <laughs> like well, a well the, the, look the the what ayn rand says you know this is kind of her everybody kind of knows you know she says a you know existence existence exists like that's the the motto right uh and People are like, well, what is that? Yeah, of course existence exists. What's the big deal about that statement? But, Tautological, no? But it's, no, it's such an important statement that like, even if, even, uh, you know, as I learn more and more objectivism, like I, I continue to learn how profound and important it is. What it means is that there's only one reality. And the, the, I think the, the proper way of thinking about it is that reality, is, it just exists. Like there's no right or wrong about reality, right? There's no truth and non-truth. Reality, reality just is. It's just is. Like that's. So, so, when people you know try to give intrinsic value to just things, they're they're just thinking about reality in a wrong sense because reality just is. Like there's no good or bad about it or any meaning. It just it's just a fact. It just is. Reality doesn't and, care about your feelings about your no about in, about <laughs> the way you perceive it um that's true that's true um you know francis bacon has a, a great line uh, that rand uh, she, she brings it up a lot uh, she says he says nature to be commanded must be obeyed mm, nature nice. to be commanded must be obeyed um so that's you know when you think about that, it just changes your entire perception or and in, in, in understanding of it, like everything. Um, so, Aiton, what I'm trying to wrap my head around this argument, me and maybe the listeners. Maybe we should close it too. No, yeah. no, no. It's 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 great. But so so, where do you, why do you disagree with the statement? Like, you think life has a destiny, sort of. Yeah, I think I think not a destiny. I don't know about destiny. I, I think that I think that there is there's there's something arrogant about the philosophers who try to really totally grasp the nature of existence in the sense that we can't. And there's something to be said about the fact that that existence is larger than us and 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 you have to take some sort of leap of faith and you have to believe in something right like there is for, in my in my eyes there is there there is a leap of faith that is necessary in living life and this is why i think most people Jor jordan peterson says this which i think is real most people live life as if they believe in god like the 
like you you can't really ask someone if they believe in god to really know if they believe you have to because actions speak louder than words so you just have to ask yourself do they live as it do they act as if they believe in god and he thinks most people act as if they believe in god and i never really understood what he meant until i thought about it for a while and i realized that there is a leap of faith there is a belief that is necessary in order to conduct your life you have to because rationality only gets you so far as we can see in this in this discussion like we can go you know scroll scroll round and round and round the rationality and i can actually connect with some of the arguments you say and then i give a counter argument and i think it sounds rational and then you give a counter argument and i think it sounds rational and at some point you have to make a judgment call and that judgment call i think is based on belief and that belief is based on on values and 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 i think which that are based there is, on your conception of reality no i think of that, existence. i think that there's something much deeper about it that we're not giving credit look to. i mean they're, like they're i think there's something values? yeah there's something physiological about like i think there is something intrinsically wrong about murder and it's not it doesn't derive from the fact that i believe murder is wrong and like for, I had this discussion with my brother-in-law the other day and he was telling me about this tribe in like Papua New Guinea where they like sexually abuse the children in some ritual early on. And I was like, okay. And he was trying to show me that like, you know, the values are, are you just relative. Everybody, relative. Everybody can have their own values. And I said, you know, I don't know what the sexual abuse is there. Maybe it's like they make these kids just touch a penis or something, which is not that traumatic. But... If they are, and I'm sorry for our listeners, please cover your ears if this is going to get graphic. But if they are anally penetrating these children at a young age from, like, right? uh, Like, if a grown man is anally penetrating these children at a young age, there is no way that's not wrong and that is not seriously traumatic to those children. And there's there's something just biological about it, about coercion about the fact that I have autonomy over my body, about what is right and about what is wrong. And, and, and that, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like deeply ingrained in us. That, Well, so was it deeply ingrained in the person who committed the, the act? No, they're godless. See, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think... Um, look, there's, there's a lot to say there. Uh, I, I actually, I want to go back a little bit and say that you know, in the, in your, again, I, I don't know that that's actually the ritual. So no, I understand. So you understand. get what I'm saying? Like maybe the ritual is slightly less but harmless. I, yeah. But I, w- I want to comment on something else that you said in the beginning. Um, I think it's exactly the opposite of what you're saying that, you know, you have to have belief and faith in order to survive. Because I think once there's a, um, you know, any, sorry, how do you say sedic? Crack. Once there's a crack in your view about Rupture. existence, just the smallest crack that you don't understand that like existence exists and that's it. If there's a, the smallest, like you're, you know, thinking, oh, well, maybe there's something else, maybe something greater. This leads to self-doubt, psychological self-doubt. And this will harm your life. When you understand that the world is what it is and you have the means to understand it with your rational faculty, that's when you 
that's from where you get the, the benevolent universe premise that you know you know that you can actually achieve your values. You can actually go out there and live a good life. That's what's so important about existence exists uh, in the psychological level and you know in uh, to your own life. Um, about the tribe. About the tribe. <laughs> I don't know what I want to say. About yeah, the when tribe. you say they're godless, this is where <laughs> the argument, the discussion ends because a rational person, an objectivist, can't give a counter argument to their godless ar- ar- argument. No, okay. No. So let me, let me. No, I mean, I just, I don't even know like where to approach that. Um, there was, there was an if statement in that. Like in that you're whole trying story, to say, what you right? were trying to say is it's so horribly bad that you know, like we just know intrinsically but you know i disagree with you i think that human beings you know i agree with rand and john locke had the same view that men are born tabula rasa like we're we're born a blank slate we have no content in our minds so we have the the form we have the um we have all the hardware but we don't have the the software like we need to fill that out or fill it in um so we don't know what is right and wrong um we so where did it come from what come from values values meaning if we're tabula rasa at what point in existence why you know why did we end up here you're saying we could have easily ended up anywhere else in a world just ridden with murderers and values is something which you want to gain or keep that's values values are something that you want to gain or keep Uh, so it's a very broad abstraction but i think you know it is true to every value and um and you base your values according to your beliefs like according to your ideas what what do i believe what's my ideology you know what and and basically i mean on the very high abstract level philosophy shapes our values and well if you want to get more specific morality ethics so a, a certain code of ethics will shape your values. So for example, for uh, you know, a radical Islamist, he, his ideas will lead him to believe that you know, blowing himself up in Tel Aviv is, is a great value. Um, so I'm not saying that values are relative and you know, the, the values, no, you can, you can have rational, objective values in your life, but those values need to um derive from you know from a rational philosophy from good ideas moreover about- i think there is a hole in your in in your um argument Ethan, because you know if if your argument were true that there's something just mm, i don't know cosmically wrong about uh, uh, the rape of a child um i mean you know i'm i'm reading now game of thrones from from the whole the whole thing and it's quite good and yeah it any can... rape by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't I'm have to be a trial I'm, get, I'm getting there because because <laughs> because uh, you know game bad. of thrones it it's it's inspired by how the middle yeah. ages were in fact and and it reminds you about the the history of of mankind because life did look a lot like game of thrones up until several hundred years ago and for example like you would marry uh, girls when they were 12 uh, or 13 and you you would bring babies with them now today it's considered child raping or child abusing right mm-hmm. but for most of human existence 
it was it was uh, you know you did so, it all the time so you're saying that yeah, from I'm, the dawn wait for, oh, from no. the dawn of man of human existence yeah it was wrong for yeah. tens of thousands of years it was wrong and just in the little blip of history which is the present it it we just realized it no I'm trying wrong. to I, I'm, I think first of all you're painting a picture as if up until the 20th century all All men were marrying seven-year-olds and raping them against their will not and that's how we all got here but, but that's no but hold on that's not probably not accurate meaning for most of human history I think men and women adult men and women entered into relationships now adulthood might have been defined differently throughout human history but I think you for most human history most men and women entered into adult consensual relationships and And yet there were for most human history for, or for most of, I don't even of, know if rape was considered wrong uh, maybe not even in the Bible right am I correct no um, if, if someone raped uh, your sister or, or something like that like he had to marry her no you're yeah. not allowed to have sex before marriage but yeah I guess in marriage there but that's what I'm saying is that I don't think that meaning I don't believe that the 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 but, but I don't believe the family someone... unit unit survived for so long with just men raping their wives no like any married man will tell you it's not that I don't rape my wife because I don't know she has rights today it's because I I, I, I love her and that love existed long before like women had rights meaning but, but, wait a minute the but, idea that like men were raping women just willy-nilly and that's but, how families were created is just we, this we absurd idea all, we also need to make a distinction between just survival like physical survival and life because yeah people survived back 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 then but how did they survive they, they lived a miserable life you know they, they what died when they were 30 they I mean didn't have any of the material wealth that we have now So I mean if you just look around you and you see like okay how does the world in the 20th century look compared to the world you know in the Middle Ages and there's a major difference there so yeah you can say well they survived but they didn't survive well no and the the, the role I mean the goal of life is not just to survive it's to, to be happy I would know? say that maybe they didn't survive well as a result of their lack of morality meaning there is something intrinsic f- about it's not posit- intrinsic like, it's just facts of reality they didn't survive well because they didn't have good morality I agree but that's not intrinsic it's based on the facts of reality it's not that you know based it, on development of human what thought mean, what does that mean if not intrinsic and in, meaning if reality resonates with certain values intri- and you flourish in, in, intrinsic means that it's outside of reality that there's a God and And no he decided it intrinsic means it's like if if something has intrinsic value it means that it in itself has value I'm not putting value on it right so if if reality no, I think you're t- you're thinking about like economic value but that's what in that. ah, so that maybe is intrinsic some in kind philosophy. of term in philosophy yes yes so ah. intrinsic means okay. that it's <laughs> this whole discussion <laughs> now what is intrinsic is actually a term in what in philosophy in, in general and in well, objectivism um well there's 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 lots of confusion because there's like a look i'm not, I'm not an expert intrinsic. on philosophy like I, i myself i'm just studying it and, okay and uh so you should take everything i say with a grain of salt that's um, cool we this is that's our favorite thing to do is to okay. bring non-experts on and have non-experts ourselves talk about uh, things great that, 
Um, <laughs> we hate the experts. Um, so, I mean, I think many people use the, the concept objective when they speak about philosophy, but when they talk, when they say objective, they mean intrinsic, at least for, for objectivists. Okay. So there's a, there's kind of a ambiguity between those two concepts, objective like conflict and, also. It, and intrinsicism. Um, but the way objectivists see it is that intrinsicism means it's, it's like, you know, doing something good is it's good despite reality like it doesn't matter the conditions of reality don't matter it's just it's good in itself so you have different approaches like you can have also the secular argument for intrinsicism like kant did so he said you know you need to do something that's good despite of reality so you know you need to like duty for example he was a big proponent of duty um but there's also the kind of religious uh, intrinsicist uh, argument, which is, well, what is what is the good outside of reality? Well, it's, it's God's good. He decides what's good, and therefore that's what we should do. Um, but you know, in the kind of objectivist understanding of the of the concept, is morality should be objective. So that means it it should be there should be a, a proper objective relationship between. Uh, between you know you and the results like what you do you're saying like if for example yeah it, it does start with if didn't yeah if democracy if, if you want to live you need to do this yeah if democracy yielded uh immense human suffering then it would be a bad way of governance yes so it, it it's a i don't want to say it's a it's a it's a causal relationship it's a it's a morality that's based on causes but at the basis of that, there is, for example, that if statement, that the, the if is the reason that the result, that the uh, thing is bad is because the result is immense human suffering. So yeah. in immense human suffering, why is that bad? Well, because the, the only alternative that a living organism has is to live or to die. And why is life better than death? Because it just is. <laughs> why? <laughs> oh, well... well Okay, Isn't sorry. That I, a leap I, no, of faith? I, I thought you were going to ask something. Um, it's not that life is good in itself. It's just that life is—it's good to live because it's—it's it, good to be happy. Like why? why? Why is it good? Maybe because it's, it's not. Happy. Maybe because, death is better because it makes you—it makes you happy. Look, there could be certain contexts. Okay, like if you were now a prisoner in a concentration camp, that death would be better. So there's no like—I'm not saying like intrinsically. Yes, you should always choose life. There are certain contexts where, where maybe it would be objectively good for you to die. For someone to kill you? No, for, for just you to for die. For you to choose. To, so, to take your own life. Yeah, but I'm saying, why is my choice to live, Is my should I choose to live over than over dying? So so there's no... Meaning if I commit no, suicide, it's no, just as fine no, there's by no, Ayn Rand. It's, well, I don't think she would say that it's fine, but there's no like... Um, the only thing that you should ask yourself is if I want to live, what do I want to do? There's no like you must live. No. And objectivism, there's no there's no duty to live. If you want to live, w you know, what are the require requirements for your for your life? And so you then, can take your own life according to objectivism. 
Well, like you can, but it's, I, th- I mean, it's it's. But you could you could judge it as evil. You could judge it as if evil. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, like I said, it depends on the context. Do we have t- we have time for one yeah. last uh, topic? Sure. I have to bring it up. You know, um, fascinating, by the way. Yeah, really, really I love it. I love it. I love how uh, we thought we'd have nothing to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was sitting with some friends uh, the other day, and um, I don't know. We started talking, and you know, we talked about this and about that, and um, suddenly they they started um, chanting about how much they hate the construction companies in Israel. The Kablanim, the construction. Chanting? No, not chanting. Not chanting. Yeah, okay, but like ranting, ranting. Ranting. About. Yeah. How much they hate. Ranting and complaining. Um, yeah. No, because I thought maybe they like, actually were like, fuck <laughs> the construction companies. <laughs> fuck the construction well, companies. Something like that. Well, something, <laughs> it's, something, like, it's a weird outing. far from that. Um, because, you know, they were just, yeah, they're the, I hate them, is the quote. I hate them. They're, okay. they're the devil. And I'm like, why? They just, you know, they, it, yeah, they don't, they want them, they want to earn money. You want to earn money. We all want to earn money. They're not responsible for the fact that the state of Israel doesn't supply enough land and that the rules of construction are horrific. And it's not their fault. Like they work with the rules of the game that they didn't create, right? Yeah. Uh, no, we hate them. We just hate them. Fuck them. Yes, basically. Did they okay. give any reason? Because the, the prices are high. They're, they're thieves, basically. They're thieves uh, who... Um, they're, they're, oh, that's the quote. <laughs> they're pigs. <laughs> <laughs> they're pigs. And I'm like, what do you mean by... Defi-? I was like, define pigs. And he was like, you know what? A I small think you, animal. <laughs> I think you know what it means. I'm like, no, no, I don't know. What is pigs to you? He's like, no, no, you know, you know. Let's not... Uh, he, he wouldn't define it. But th- because they're pigs... Okay, they're swines. Which leads me to the question, I think that's, that kind of, of perception is very common in Israel. Um, the hatred to, of, of rich, the hatred of success, um, the hatred of those who take care of themselves and think about themselves. And we're raised to you know give everything for the nation, give our lives for the nation, basically. Um, and Jewish values like life is more important than rights, for example. Um, so why do you think um, Israel is such a socialist country in that regard? I think it, it's very Kantian. Um, I think the, I mean, I don't know well enough the history of the kind of intellectual movements in Israel, but I think I think Kant is a very prominent um, I think I, I heard Yaron Brook talk a little bit about this, that there were many kind of Jewish um, thinkers. A- academics and thinkers who came to Israel and they formed the, they founded the uh, Hebrew University. Mm-hmm. And they kind of formed it after Immanuel Kant's uh, philosophy. So they were kind of neo, uh, neo-Kantians. Mm, and many people wouldn't <laughs> know, even I'm not sure what it means. <laughs> so... Um, he well, was religious, right, Kant, wasn't he? He was raised religious. Ah. Uh, I'm not sure, though, like, if he continued to be religious. I know that his philosophical arguments were secular. So, I mean, Kant is one of the most important uh, philosophers of all time. And one of the, 
I would say the most destructive ones. Like today we live in a Kantian age. Like this, every idea you hear basically, it comes in some form. Uh, you mean the progressive ideas? Or? Not only the progressive ideas. Okay. Um, but I mean the progressive movement movement is definitely inspired by Kant. Um, you know, I would say you know, Nazism, communism, uh, you know, all of the bad stuff. Um, it comes from Kant. And I think... Maybe they're mispronouncing his name. <laughs> uh, and if they just pronounced it right the whole time, they would have been like, oh, is he's a cunt. <laughs> we shouldn't be listening to him. Well, he's a very bad... The thing about Kant is that he's very deceptive. So people like after the Holocaust, you know, they, 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 they're able to point at Hegel and uh, Heidegger and, um, you know, even a little bit Nietzsche. And they can say, oh, you know, they were bad. They led to this. But Kant's... He his status of like this um, enlightened thinker is you know it's it's. And what still... did he say essentially? Well, he basically said that uh, reason is impotent. So he his entire philosophy was an attack against reason. And the thing is that people who are Kantian they're talking in the name of reason. They're saying we are rational, like we are rational, and they're attacking reason. They're saying at the end of the day. You can't know anything. You can't even perceive reality as it is. Like he says, there are two different worlds, the noumenal and the phenomenal. Well, we don't have to get into that because I, you know, I'm not the, 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 the person to talk about that. But um, I think that led Israel to accept collectivist ideas and to accept altruism and that manifests itself in the end in uh, social and socialism. Um, What's wrong with altruism? Self-sacrifice that, um, but if I choose to self-sacrifice, it's, it's my choice. No. Um, yeah, it's your choice. You, you can also choose to murder someone. Um, that's a choice. Um, yeah, but that that has bad implication mm. on another individual. I don't think Rand would be against not allowing you to I don't know, donate a million from a, dollars from a legal to a, perspective. No, yeah. but she would say that it's evil. Yeah, and I would agree with her. Um, I mean, look, altruism is not consistent in any way. You can, you cannot be an, a real altruist. I mean, what does it even mean? Like, who who would you sacrifice for? When? Um, wh where is the line? Like, do you sacrifice until you're almost dead? And then you say, okay, now I'll live a little bit for me. You know, I'll eat a little bit so I can sustain myself. And the next day I'll, you know, I'll continue just giving all my food until I'm also, again, I'm, you know, I'm starving. And like, it, it's inconsistent. So, and I mean, it basically means that, you know, other lives are more important than you. And, or, it doesn't even have to be lives. Like now today we have the green movement, which is like your life is even lower than the earth and, and sand and trees and yeah. I just saw and worms. You sent know? you, right? The, I just saw a discussion on Twitter about someone was like, if Elon Musk was gave you a ticket to Mars, would you go? And someone was like, no, why would I go to Mars? We already fucked up our planet. Why would I want to fuck up Mars? And I was like, it just <laughs> blew my mind. I was like, what like you don't want to ruin an uninhabited planet which is already a which is hole. just a wasteland of like uninhabitable land you don't want to look because the planet is what worth something 
And that, you know, I would argue that that's the, uh, that's the result of Kant. Like, yeah. that's just nihilism. It's like just hating human existence. It's just being anti-human. It's like, don't touch Mars. Like, but just don't yeah. exist. Like, you know. Uh, and again, like this, this comes back to values. Value is, it, it, it's like, in my opinion, it's not intrinsic. It's, it's a value to you. So, if if you how is mars like important or not important like we need to go there so it, it will have any value like it doesn't just sit there and have value mm -hmm. uh, you know in its own um so humanity humanity specifically humanity creates value in 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 well, the universe. individuals or well i would argue but animals well, can't create value ayn rand she says that every living organisms has value mm -hmm. but like a plant would not know it but the the, the values of plants are like sun and water because that's how they sustain themselves mm -hmm. and for animals it would be i don't know uh, food Worms, and plankton yeah you know whatever um we, we can conceptualize it and identify what values are um and, and we also have the special capability that we can actually create values because we can and by by creating, I mean rearranging reality um, to, to fit our needs as human beings. Like that's basically the special human uh, power, if you will. Um, so there's no so hope for, for in her, her in her eyes. Basically, value is anything that that uh, produces more happiness for the individual seeking it. It's like that's what the value is. So if I'm if I want to live longer, that that is my like I would want to extend life. And so my values are to have more food and eat healthy, obviously, because I don't want to well, eat just eat junk I, food endlessly until I die. I would die. say that happiness is obviously a value, but I would say it's happiness is like your ultimate goal. Um, but like you can have, you know, I'm not prepared for this because this is a very complicated. Like values is very complicated. Uh, ethics in general is very complicated, but. Um, you know, you can have uh, bad values, like you can value cigarettes, you know, and that's not good for your life. Um, so we need to differentiate between kind of optional values and rational values or rational or values that are good for your life. So uh, a person like yourself, who you say in your uh, in your blog that you devote your life to try and live uh, by objectivism, um, right? That's what you wrote there. Maybe it's not uh, yeah, relevant no, anymore. Um, so how can a sure. person like you um, exist in such a country? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm trying to get to the bottom I'm, of I'm it. I'm trying to get to move to the States. Oh, uh, really? Yes. That's... You would like to, to actually leave Israel? Yes. That's my With your family now. and build, build a life in the United States, basically? Yes. Wow. And so. and uh, do you have any connection to this? Do you have family in the states? Do you have? I have family. Um, not in a position to help me to move right now. Yeah. That's why I need to. Your wife is Israeli. Of, she's a, she's also American, actually. Ah, she. Yeah. Is. So your kids already. Well, have... we're both like Israelis. We grew up here, but we happen. Ah, to so have... she doesn't have citizenship. No, she does. She does. Yes. You don't. I do. You do. Ah, so what's the problem? Okay. People. No, uh, yeah, I, like it's okay if it's like personal. Yeah, it's is, a, is it personal? 
it's no, it's not that personal. Just uh, I don't know if it would be of interest to your listeners, uh, but uh, well, we don't care about our listeners. No, I'm <laughs> kidding, guys. We love you, but we hope to think that our interests synchronize with our listeners' in, interests. That's what we're. That's what we've been building this thing on yeah. for the past five years. It's worked somewhat. No, I mean just personally, like I, you know, I used to be more Zionist, and and you mm-hmm. still have on your Twitter feed some. You know, you can track some Zionism there, or at least, like, you don't hate the the Jewish people. No, I mean, like I don't. The left. <laughs> You're not anti-Semitic. That's <laughs> that's like your baseline now. Yeah, where no, are look, their standards I, gone? Look, wherever wherever there's you know wherever I can identify the good, I'll, I'll advocate passionately for the good. So we are the good guys. Is what I'm saying. Well. <laughs> You know that it's it's a. I love how a philosopher's a answer is never co- is never simple. <laughs> no, it's a loaded question. But I mean, l- when you like, you know, when when there's war between Israel and and the Arabs, so obviously, you know, there's no comparison between the two. Uh, Israel is on a much higher scale of good. Uh, it is deteriorating, though, in my opinion. I mean, the, well, the entire world is kind of going downhill, but except for um, Texas <laughs> and Florida. Um, so let's but, ask let's but, ask but, a more interesting question yeah, than yeah. why can't you go to the states right now? But why would you want to? So why do you ju- want to? Because move I to think the it would just better my life. Ah, okay. I think, uh, relatively speaking, it would be just better for my life. It would be a freer country. It will be. But your kids would be easier, the Jews. Will be the Jews. Um, not necessarily. I don't think it's a big deal. Like, Eitan. I, I I'll just refer you to our last episode with Nilak uh, Sigan. I think there we no, we expounded on our uh, look. There are people who look for it. Uh, me specifically, <laughs> no. But my personal experiences, yeah, I had some experiences with uh, anti-Semitism, but nothing that I could say would have made me pick up my bags and leave. Like that's not. I wasn't driven out as more as much as I was just raised to be Zionist and move here. Yeah. So it was more of a. It was more of a move here than a runaway from there. The brother of my grandmother, I, yeah, who um, grew up in Minneapolis. I think they even went. They went to Saint Paul, and Saint Paul was a very anti-Semitic city, and he used to get beat up every day in school because wow. he was Jewish. Yeah. Just every day, beat up. But he left. I mean, he. He loved it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But what I'm go- what I was going to say is that the situation back then was much worse than it is today. And he managed to, you know, build himself a, a really good life in the end. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, so, I'm sure it's much better. So if I mean, he faced those circumstances... But it could go downhill at any point, right? Look, it could. It could go... You know, it, it's very difficult to know right now what's the best option, like, on Earth. Like, if anyone knows, tell me. Yeah. And I will try to Tuscany. move there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, no horror feels like he knows. Yeah, no, it's it's a problem, but um, yeah, that's true. I mean, you're betting on a place. Yeah, there's no, but but I I don't you think would my get I don't your toilet think paper my... to your door within an hour in the states. Yeah, which doesn't <laughs> by happen. a little robot that yeah. dry, like a little Jeff Bezos robot. Yeah, um, it's one of the. Perks. I think my argument wouldn't work against you because I believe that I believe in preserving Jewish values. And 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 I think that in the states, the like Jewish values have no future. Mostly, like I think, 
Like if you want your kids and your kids' kids to have Jewish values and you want to believe that that, mm. that you're going to be able to continue the existence of the Jewish people and the Jewish values, then going to the States is kind of like a surefire way of, of like, you know, right. so ensuring I'm, that's not, but that's not important to you. Right. That's why I'm glad that I yeah. was able to get rid of those ideas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which would also be interesting to talk about, but maybe, maybe another time. Uh, because he said he was flirting with religion. So it's also interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll ha- I, I mean, think it's it not is... like I went into it, but I, I, you know, I had an image like maybe one day, you know, I'll, I'll be religious. You know, it, it was more like that. You mm-hmm. never know. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I know. Um, wow, this is really, really interesting. I think we yeah. have to have you on again. Yeah, let's do this again it was sometime. A pleasure. It was Thank a pleasure. you so much for coming all the way from Kfaliona. Wow. Kfaliona. Yeah. For, for those of you in the States, Kfaliona is the about... Israel's Minneapolis. It's basically. like 35, 40 minutes away, but yeah. <laughs> In the states, is like the uh, distance between two neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. not <laughs> even. It's like your neighbor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some yeah. rich neighborhoods, thirty-five yeah. minutes is down your driveway. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for coming. You tweet mostly in Hebrew, right? Uh, I do have a uh, a, twi- a new Twitter. Twitter handle in English. So okay. You can follow me there. It's um, the the Enlightened Examiner. Enlightened. Examiner, if you, if you yeah, or if you type Natan Galulazar, you'll find okay. me too. We'll put a or link. Enlightened Examiner. Um, yeah, I have a blog in English, so you can find me there too. Very cool. It's a really good blog, guys. I really recommend it. Yeah, he has a great. Did you translate the Corona article into English? I think you did. Yeah, <clears throat> I think um, it's not a... exactly the same, but I have an, or, yeah. uh, an essay about the Corona. A lot of good essays. Uh, check it out. Okay, guys, that is it. Thanks for listening. Um, Go to twinjb.com slash donate. Yes, and help us out because we do this on our free time. Yeah, donate it, uh, you know. <laughs> Altruistically. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> self-sacrifice for this podcast. No, they're skip, not. it's not self-sacrificing. Skip, skip dinner for a few not, nights. It shouldn't be slash donate. It should be slash support Sacrifice. something oh, you that can donate. does you can, good for you. Oh, you can right? donate from a uh, self-interested Exactly. Motive. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you share the same values you want to promote. Just it would be much like. longer. 2njb.slash do something selfish by helping us out. Besides, exactly. our listeners, yeah. our listeners you like the program, be selfish, support it. Yeah, exactly. Our listeners' existence is defined by our podcast. So there you go. That one you're going to have to explain <laughs> to me after, but <laughs> <laughs> bye, guys. Thank you. And bye, guys. <laughs>